1: This is the WCBS 880
2: Morning News Roundup. The vaccine scramble is about to get a lot easier in
3: one state. Bucking CDC guidelines, Connecticut now doles out vaccine based almost
2: exclusively on age. This is our strategy of going forward. I'm Sean Adams in Stanford. Want to see an NBA game again in New York? You'll have to jump through hoops.
0: For the first time in nearly a year, fans will be in the stands tonight for the Knicks and Nets games. I'm Marla Diamond at Madison Square Garden.
2: A vaccine do-over at
4: Jones Beach.
5: They have to return to receive their shots again.
4: Legal weed gets the green light. This is a major moment for justice in New Jersey. When arrests actually stop for marijuana here, we'll have ended half the drug war. And that's a big step for this state.
2: Joe Connolly says New York's empty nesters are staying put, not flying the coop. We'll dip into the news radio archives for this state's milestones and...
6: Francisco Lindor's All Smiles at Mets Camp. It's going to be a
2: fun season. This is
1: Brad Heller. This is Tuesday, February 23rd. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials morning
2: welcome to a brand new day a wednesday and it's going to be a nice day today with some sunshine just a chance of a shower of rain or wet snow upper 30s low 40s and warming as we get into the week well they're gonna go rogue in connecticut on the cdc guidelines and offer covid vaccines solely by age not necessarily aarp age either live to sean adams in stanford sean good morning how fast is governor lamont moving younger people up that line
3: uh, fast. So next Monday, March 1st, 55 and up. March 26th, 45 and up. April 12th, 35 and up. May 3rd, 16 and up. That's pretty much everybody else. In the eyes of Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, this is going to be the fastest way to vaccinate as many people as possible. He says it is simplifying the process. The CDC guidelines, they have proven to be too complicated. The long list of medical conditions this group, that group. It was just taking too long. One exception, though, we should note, uh, teachers, educators, they will be eligible March 1st, regardless of age. Wayne?
2: But Sean, with vaccines so limited everywhere, how is Connecticut
6: able to do this? Well, we'll uh, let
3: Governor Lamont address that.
6: Looking out over the next few weeks and even few months, what is our supply of vaccine going to look like? We see, um, You know, regular increases in our state allocations, big increases in what's going on to the pharmacies. J&J will probably be approved uh, by the end of this week. It'll still take a month before it starts getting distributed. But that gives us a strong sense of confidence.
3: Here's another uh, note of confidence. One advisor to the governor believes other states are going to adopt this age-based system once they see how well it works.
2: Sean, thank you. You can go catch a Knicks or Nets game starting tonight for the first time in about a year. But you can't ad-lib this trip. You have to plan days in advance because it takes a while for your mandatory COVID test to get results. Marla Diamond is live now at MSG. Marla, good morning. So what does a fan have to do to get a seat in the stands?
0: Good morning, Wayne. It won't be as easy as walking up to the box office tonight. About 2000 fans will be allowed at tonight's Knicks game, but they must present evidence of a negative PCR test within 72 hours. Take a health survey and have a temperature check. Doors here at the garden will open 90 minutes before the game and attendees will be assigned specific entrances based on their seating location. At Barclays, just 300 fans will be in attendance for the first three home games. Each fan has been sent a testing kit with the cost of the kit, part of the ticket price.
2: Marla, how about uh, movie theaters so we can go out and catch a movie, can't we? I mean, if our, if our spouses say it's okay.
0: <laughs> right On Monday, um, they will finally be able to do here in the city what they've been doing across the state. Uh, the governor said that uh, movie theaters in New York City can reopen with reduced capacity on March 5th. That means there will be no more than 50 people per screen at a time. He also said that billiard halls can run at 35 percent capacity in the city.
2: I'm not going to take you on a pool. I'm, I'm sure you're a shark. No doubt about it. Marla <laughs> Diamond, thank you. Hey, Joe Connolly is here with one of the big money stories this morning. And Joe, it seems like New York's empty nesters are... Staying put. They're not moving away.
5: Big money, Wayne. A record one-quarter of homeowners have been in their current home for more than 20 years. Ten years ago, it was only 15%, more than 25% now. On Long Island, 35% of homeowners have been in their current home for 20 years or more. It's 31% at 20 years or more in Essex Union and Morris Counties. And listings of homes for sale in Westchester are 41% lower than a year ago. In Fairfield, there are 64% fewer homes listed for sale than a year ago, according to Redfin Real Estate. The reasons for this is that more people are working from home and staying put. Many homeowners say their kids came home. That's a big factor. And many of those kids are still there. And others say they started gardening or enjoying the outdoors since the pandemic. They're not moving. Some were thinking about moving. Ardsley homeowner Addie Buckland says we're enjoying our home like we hadn't in years. Long Island homeowner Janet Siegel tried to sell at $7.50 two years ago. She couldn't get that. She'd get a lot more now. But she says, I'm not throwing my children out. They tell me the real estate market's crazy, but we're staying here. And Long Island realtor Priscilla Holloway says the pandemic has changed the real estate market forever.
2: It's changed a lot of things. Thank you, Joe. Joe Connolly with your Morning Money News on the Morning News Roundup. Some Long Islanders who thought they were vaccinated are finding out no, they were not. Long Island reporter Sophia Hall is hearing about a glitch at Jones Beach.
5: The Pfizer vaccine, according to the CDC's website, has to be stored in an ultra-cold freezer. But apparently, as the vaccines were being transported to the Jones Beach distribution site, the temperature was put up too high and the vaccines became non-effective. And later, those doses were given to 81 people on February 15th. The 81 people were contacted by New York State's Department of Health to reschedule those doses. Getting the non-effective dose is not a health risk, according to the spokesperson for the health department.
2: Officials say it's actually a good thing that this was caught because it shows that the process of detecting errors works. So how does this new legal weed in New Jersey work? We're going to have the answer next.
1: The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Each week, the 880 In-Depth Podcast takes a deeper dive into a story that matters in your world. What is this news about the vaccine? he made? You know, it's hope in a bottle. Get a better understanding of important issues. The fastest way to actually get back is to accept the fact that we're going to socially distance. The 880 In-Depth Podcast,
1: available wherever you get your podcast.
2: And now on the morning news roundup, the Exogen weather day ahead from Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Hey, Craig. And those below freezing temperatures right now are
3: in the northern and western suburbs where the snow fell yesterday. And so that's uh, another reason it just the two combined are not a very good combination at all. It is uh, in the low and middle 30s for the city, for a good portion of Long Island and down the Jersey shoreline. And varying amounts of clouds and sun expected for today, a chance of a shower of rain or wet snow 38 to 43 degrees. It's really not an important system coming through, but there could be a few raindrops or wet snowflakes. Tonight's low, 35 again in the city and 25 to 34 the suburbs. Tomorrow, nice mild day, up near 50 with sunshine or sun giving way to some clouds and then it does start turning a little cooler again as of Thursday. Not bad, but cooler, 40 to 45. City temperature is still 37, humidity 67% and a west wind up to 13 miles per
1: hour. The WCBS 880. morning news roundup
2: on the 23rd of february and now on wcbs from our news archives 88 seconds and sound for this date
0: miss you Barneys.
2: 2020 New York lost part of its luster.
0: Barneys New York has finally and permanently closed its doors forever.
2: Goodbye Barneys 61st in Madison.
0: The rent was said to be 44 million dollars a year.
2: Also making news that day what Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders said to 60 Minutes about socialist Cuba. It's unfair to simply say everything is bad. When Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? But the main story was building by the day. Italy banning public gatherings. South Korea spraying down streets, witnessed by CBS's Ramian Asensio in Seoul.
5: The World Health Organization saying the window to stop
1: coronavirus from turning into a pandemic is closing.
2: 2018, Rick Gates, former senior advisor to President Trump, pleads to conspiracy and becomes a cooperating witness in the special counsel probe of the Russian campaign interference.
4: A Gates plea is a big win for Robert Mueller and it's been really interesting to watch the special counsel turn up the heat.
2: 2010, the U.N. reports two-thirds to the world's population now owns and uses mobile phones. 2009, as banks were faltering, the Dow was at half its value from the peak. In 1999...
0: May I have your attention, please?
2: Eminem releases May his first major record please? album.
0: Will the real Slim Sadie please stand up? We're gonna have a problem here.
2: Sports time now on WCBS. Brad Heller's here. Uh, Brad, good morning. Francisco Lindor has only been in Mets camp for a few days. Everybody wants to know if he's going to be sticking around for years. What are both sides saying about a long-term extension?
6: Oh, Wayne, good morning. Both sides are anticipating those conversations happening. First, here is Mets acting GM Zach Scott. Yeah, usually it's good for those to start. The sooner the better. Um, But, you know, it's... When the player's ready, we're, we're ready to have those conversations. And Lindor is ready. He said yesterday he's never shied away from talks of a contract extension, even when he was with the Indians. But he doesn't want those conversations to carry over into the regular season. It would be unfair for, for me and the rest of the team to have an ongoing conversation about extending whether it's me or all the players, and we show up on opening day and our minds is somewhere else and we don't focus on our duty. That's not just talk from Lindor. He showed up at Mets camp. He's going to be one of the leaders on this team very soon. He said he's excited about his new team. He's even sporting the blue hair, matching his blue Mets gear. And the Mets' main are also supports, supposed to start extension talks with Michael Conforto very soon as well.
2: Brad, we see the Rangers are supporting their star player as he faces serious allegations.
6: Artemi Panarin taking a leave of absence after a Russian newspaper published allegations from a former coach claiming that Panarin got into a physical altercation with a woman in 2011 when he was just 18. The Rangers say Panarin vehemently and unequivocally denies any and all allegations in this fabricated story. Here was Rangers coach David Quinn yesterday.
2: You know There's going to be a lot of questions on Artemi and obviously we made a statement as an organization and there's really not much more I can elaborate on that other than the fact that you know He's someone we care an awful lot about, and it goes way beyond hockey.
6: Now, the Rangers are calling it an in- intimidation tactic motivated by Panarin's outspoken political beliefs. And on the ice last night, the Islanders got a J.G. Paggio goal with just under five minutes to go in regulation. They beat the Sabres at the Coliseum 3-2. to two. Brad, thank you.
2: Tuesday morning, 23rd of February. Morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. It's the Morning News Roundup with three things to know. First, parents in the Maplewood South Orange District rallied last night demanding schools reopen, saying their kids have become disinterested, depressed. The schools were supposed to partially reopen this month, but teachers refused to enter, claiming bad airflow. Second thing, top Capitol law enforcement officials are set to testify today before Senate panels investigating the lack of preparedness leading up to the Capitol riot. Three, what to know about now legal weed in New Jersey from our go-to guy on making the Garden State green, Chris Goldstein, the regional coordinator for Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Morning, Chris.
4: Good morning, Wayne. It's great to talk to you from Legal New Jersey.
2: Well, yes, except when is the major question. It's, It's the $420 question. When can this start? Do you have any inkling?
4: Legal marijuana doesn't start until sales commence over the counter. Uh, We don't think it's going to be by the end of 2021, maybe early next year. Probably the quickest way that residents are going to get their legal marijuana is not by walking into a storefront, but by getting it delivered to their front door. Really? So what,
2: Amazon? Amazon?
4: Well, no. The idea here is the new provisions in New Jersey's uh, cannabis bill legalized a series of delivery services so that the dispensaries and the processors and the big guys can deliver. But small guys could also start up a simply a delivery service. Then all these towns that get marijuana delivered to them might be able to collect a sales tax too. So that would be a big benefit to everyone.
2: And is that why you can't grow at home because there's no way to tax it?
4: We're calling it the no-garden state right now, unfortunately. And the laws against home cultivation here are some of the harshest in the country.
2: Chris, I remember covering a story that you were involved in years ago in Somerville where an MS patient was caught growing in his backyard, and he went to jail for that, didn't he?
4: He did, and he was a registered patient, and he wasn't the only one. I was in a courtroom in South Jersey, very similar case, also 17 plants, and that patient got nine years in prison. Can police still make arrests? Well, that's another big question. That's going to be covered more by decriminalization this year. Sometime in the next three months, police will not be able to arrest you for marijuana. They can take it away and issue you a warning, possibly a civil fine in some cases. They can't search your car over the odor of marijuana any longer. But right now they're arresting 80 people per day.
2: We, The voters have proved this overwhelmingly in November. It's been in the works for years So why is it this has taken so long, number one? And number two, why will it still take so long to get it in order?
4: You know, we've learned over the years, as we've legalized in other states, that the industry isn't exactly equitable and the money from taxes aren't going back to everybody who could really benefit from it. And New Jersey would like to correct some of those mistakes along the way. That means having more small businesses. That means having delivery services. That's why it might take a little longer. Chris
2: Goldstein, regional coordinator for Normal. Chris, thank you.
4: Wayne, thanks so much. Have a great morning. It's not easy being green.
1: This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air on radio.com and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening.